Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church, two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts, talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Kevin Sheehan, Associate Pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. And I'm Matt Curtis, Pastor of Decision Life Church in Marika, California. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome back. It is... Well, we're planning to air this on October 27th, 2021. That's the planned air date. Uh, Lord willing, yeah. Hopefully we'll get that up and running by then. And if that holds true, then that will be the last Wednesday of October. October being, of course, as everyone knows, I'm sure, Pastor Appreciation Month. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's that's on everyone's calendar. (laughs) Right. So... um, Matt, I just wanted to say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Kevin. Well, thanks for listening to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. <laughs> um, we hope that what you've heard. No, I'm, no, I'm just. You, you can get back to your lives now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, special yeah. shout out to our favorite pastor in the greater Boston area, friend of the podcast, Jason Stride. Happy birthday. Happy bro. birthday, buddy. I think he's the same age as us. He's 43. So we oh. just totally outed him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, so he's young yeah he's a kid oh goodness yeah the youngin yeah yeah so wise for his years he is he is yeah yeah so and he uh, knows more languages than we do so that's true that. that's true he knows two we know one well and i even mean that we can read some you know we can read some greek and hebrew and i mean you know but yeah 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 okay well, hey, anyway, Pastor Appreciation Month, sort of an awkward topic for people to, for pastors to talk about because it sounds, I don't know, self-serving perhaps, but we want to take this in a little bit of a different direction and talk about things not only that we appreciate, but also ways that you can show appreciation in maybe some non-traditional ways, I suppose. Yeah. Or things that we just appreciate seeing in our congregations. Matt, take us, take yeah. us away. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to acknowledge like yesterday at my church, they, you know, after I finished preaching uh, and actually wrapped up Genesis after a year. So I'm not sure if they were appreciative of me or the Genesis was over. So I'm not sure (laughs) like which of those things they were celebrating, but no, I'm kidding. But, you know, stay tuned for 75 sermons in Exodus. No, no, we'll do (laughs) Colossians next. But anyway, you know, one of our elders got up and just said that he you know, wanted the church to know that, or me to know really that he's appreciative of the work I put in and all that. And they prayed for me and it was nice. And then I went out to lunch with that family and it was a really good time. No, I think it's good to like, you know, acknowledge, I think it's good for the people more than it's good. Like for me necessarily. I mean, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like there's something, um, that there's something right about that. What's funny is like, I don't think much about like pastor appreciation month at all. Um, yeah. it's not to say I don't appreciate the acknowledgement, but like, I'm not like, it's not like when the, when the month ends and nothing, if nothing happens, I'm not going like these ungrateful stiff necked people. Like I'm not <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, calling out curses upon them. <laughs> right. I, I'm not laying in, I'm not laying awake at night thinking about that. And I know, I only know it's so it's past appreciation month largely because, you know, Facebook has a siblings day and a cat day and an underwater basket weaving day i mean they have for everything so i don't do this for pats on the back i guess is what i'm saying in fact 
if we have aspiring pastors out there, if you're someone who needs a lot of affirmation, I don't know, man, maybe do something else. Like, I mean, again, that's not a complaint. I'm just yeah. saying. Um, well, you know, and, and for me, I don't like being the center of attention, really, which, again, that's sort of odd thing to say when you're up front every Sunday, I suppose. But like yeah. my and my wife can attest to this. I don't really like birthdays. I don't like getting presents. I don't need or necessarily even enjoy getting a lot of presents at Christmas or birthdays or any other time. Like, it's just not it kind of always just feels awkward to me. And my wife can attest to that. I'm a hard person to buy for sometimes. You are. I mean, that's true. I mean, I, you know, when I get you gifts, I just buy you books. So, <laughs> right. Well, that's, that makes but, it easy. Yeah. But, yeah. um, and yeah. you know, I never really thought much about this until, you know, at my current church here, they, they do it and I didn't really expect it or even know it was coming. I was like, Oh, this is great. Uh, so it's, it's wonderful to get that appreciation. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I kind of like need in that sense. And in fact, sort of just feels awkward to me, just sort of being presented a gift just in general, anytime. Um, so I'm appreciative and grateful of it, but I just always feel awkward around it. But, but anyway, I think there are other things that if you really want to show appreciation for your pastor and what he does, it's great to do something once a year. Absolutely. But like, uh, I think it's good for the church to do that. Not but, even but, it's, but it's kind of like, but if yeah. you, if you only do something nice for your spouse, on your anniversary, like your spouse is going to be like, well, this is great, but I'd really appreciate it. If you, you know, acknowledged me the 364 other days of the year, yeah. you know what I mean? And probably has things in mind that, uh, you know, she would just appreciate you doing and being not just on the sort of special occasions when you can do that. Um, and it's not, I'm not saying like to denigrate sort of any special occasions that come up or whatever, but just to get us going and just list a couple of them here. One of the biggest things that would encourage your pastor, and I can say this with pretty good confidence that this would encourage every pastor is showing up on Sunday morning. Yep. And not because Number we one care, on the list with a not, bullet with, <laughs> with exclamation point and not because we necessarily care about numbers, but your presence, first of all, like it means something to the body of Christ. Yeah. That we're together. And it means something when you're not there. Like we all lose a little something when you're not there. Yeah. Um, so we talked about this a little bit before on the podcast and certainly just in our own conversations, but like, it's really important for us to, to meet together. And we're not asking for like, you're there 52 weeks of the year, 52 Sundays a year, but it really matters that, that you show up on Sunday morning for the gathered corporate worship. And it's, it really is an encouragement to your pastor when you're there. It's not to say, again, it's not to say like we're going around, like taking note of who's not there and like getting angry. at Yeah. Them. But I love, I love on Sunday morning, sitting there the 10 minutes or so before church starts and just seeing people come in. Like, I just, I just love seeing them. Yeah. I love seeing the faces uh, and what it does for us collectively. I love what it does for even just like, me, me personally. It's just an encouragement when people are there. Yeah. So like one of the great ways you can show appreciation for and encourage your pastor, maybe the number one way is just to show up for worship on Sunday morning. Yeah. Like again, number one with a bullet for me, just showing up. I mean, part of that is look, uh, we have a calling to care for and keep watch over your soul. And I can't do that if you don't show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
um, that there's just a, there's something missing, like you said. Yeah. Well, and like, look, we spend however many hours a week preparing for Sunday. Right. And we want you to be there. Like, we want you to hear what God has been teaching us all week, that we have the privilege of proclaiming to you. Right. Like, by Sunday morning, I'm excited to preach. I'm excited to worship. I'm yeah. excited for, like, every facet of our worship, not just the sermons. Same. And it's like, I want you to experience it because I think it's yeah. just so good. And so, it's so good for my soul, and I think it'll be good for yours. Yeah. Well, and again, at the risk of being like mushy or whatever, like odds are, I mean, unless you just have like a dumpster fire of a pastor, and I guess there are some of those out there, um, but that's a different podcast. Um, I think Christianity Today is doing that podcast right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> that you, odds are your pastor loves you, right? And your being there is important um, because they want to see you and impart to you, as Paul says, some spiritual gift that it might be beneficial to you. Like that's like, that's why we got into this. Um, so we're not like your presence is not about platform or numbers or whatever. Like, that's not it for me anyway. Like, and most of the pastors I know, like we're not, that's not the deal. It's that they deeply care for the people who are in their flock. And one of the primary ways we get to do that is we get to feed you on Sunday. And of course, visitation and all the rest of it, right? But like your presence there is a way of honoring that relationship, I think. Yeah. And because we, we care for your soul and want you to receive from the Lord. And for whatever reason, uh, the Lord has designed the local church to be one of the means that you receive from him. I would say even the, the primary means that yeah. you receive from him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not prioritizing that causes anxiety to your shepherd, I guess I would say. <laughs> yeah. And like anxiety for you. You know what I mean? So your presence matters. This is all a very long way of saying just show up. <laughs> right. Right. So second on, second on the list, not necessarily in any sort of order here, but serving in yeah. some capacity, volunteering to serve in some capacity. That's an incredible uh, encouragement and something that every pastor appreciates uh, when yeah. people just volunteer to serve in, in big ways and in little ways, just a, just a pure desire to come be a part of the body of Christ and serve it and serve him in some way. Yeah. I, I would even like, I would just say, if you're attending a church where your pastor is the only pastor on staff, he's a solo pastor, that is like lonely, difficult business. Like, that's just a hard assignment. Um, no, all of it's hard. That's not a competition. Don't email me. But like, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's hard. And so I would say, and, and your solo pastor's got to wear a bunch of different hats and he's expected, he's expected to do a lot of different things. And so what he wants is just someone who's going to own stuff. You know what I mean? He wants someone who's going to run men's ministry. So that's off his plate. So that's, so, so that's one, so that's one thing he doesn't have to like make happen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, cause what, cause what it can feel like, especially if you're a solo pastor is that all of the things at the church, if they're going to happen, they're going to happen because you're the driving force behind that. Um, right. And, and it's super life-giving when someone else says I'm in it with you 
you know, I I'm, I'm in it. I'm going to have ownership of this thing with you. You're not, you're not in, you're not, we're not supposed to be in ministry for ourselves, but I don't think we're supposed to be in ministry by ourselves either. And, yeah. and sometimes like, I can just feel like we're by ourselves. Yeah. And so just having people who will be like, Hey, I'm going to own this and like shoulder, like carry some of the weight with you is just a giant deal. Yeah. Well, in yeah. Ephesians four, it talks about how we have these different offices in the church and they're to equip the saints to do the ministry of the word. And yeah. so part of our job as pastors is to equip others. Primary job, and I would there, say. And if there's no one willing to be equipped, then it's like, <laughs> well, that whole part of our role is not being appreciated, you know, and, and to bring it back to appreciation, right. not right. being valued. Yeah. You know, if it's just kind of no pastor, you do it. Well, that's not how biblically the church is set up. Yeah. Um, some churches survive that way for a time, but it, it just burns out. Yeah. So part of like the serving and volunteering is to, is to keep your pastor from burning out. And, and some of it too, yeah. isn't just like, okay, how much time does this take? But it's how much mental energy does it take? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that are just like, these don't take a whole lot of my time and they're not going to show up on my calendar a whole lot. Like you're not going to notice them on my calendar and be like, oh, wow, that's a big portion of your job. But a lot of those little things, maybe this is just me, but they take up a lot of my mental space and mental energy. Hmm. It means I do other things less well because I've got 15 little things that are just kind of like dancing around in my head. They don't take a lot of time to deal with, but they're just always sort of, I'm always sort of balancing them. Yeah. So to have people who just say, I'll serve in that way. Um, I'll take that off your plate. That's wonderful. We greatly appreciate that. Also, again, like it's just part of being the body of Christ. And like, we just love seeing the body of Christ work well you know, and seeing the gifts people bring and the way that they steward those gifts to serve the church. That's all, that's all great stuff. I would say if you have like a particular heart for a ministry in your church, even if it's one your church isn't doing and you want to do it or you want to see it done, um, rather than saying pastor, like you should do this. If you said to your pastor, I want to do this and can you point me in the right direction? man, he could probably sail on that for a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, 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 that someone else is like sees and is getting a hold of mission, like it is a giant deal. Yeah. Um, so even if it's, you know, hey, man, there's just a lot of biker, like a lot of people who ride 10 speeds in our community, and I just want to hand out water on Main Street. Can we, can I, is it okay with you, Pastor, if I gather some people and do that? He'll be like, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but like that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, if someone came to your office and said that, like you'd be. Well, I'll give you a real example. A couple of years ago, yeah. it's someone yeah. who we have this Christmas in Ephrata event. It's the day after Thanksgiving every year. And our church is right downtown. So it's like a block <laughs> away. And part of the. Part, yeah. Anyway, so and someone said, you know, we need to do something. We should have some sort of presence there. You know, can we open up at the very least, open up the church so people can use our our uh, bathrooms and have a baby changing station like our nursery is right out the door that kind of leads to this yeah. event. And like, that sounds great. I like, do it, <laughs> you know, just, just run with it. Try to, you know, say, here's how I think, you know, you could find some support for that or whatever. Uh, she was looking for some direction. Like, who do I go to with this? I'm like, this is your idea. It's a great idea. Just, just go with it. You know, yeah. here's how I think you can maybe go about it, getting some other people to come alongside and blah, blah, blah. And she ran with it. It was great. And uh, we're, probably going to keep doing it, yeah. you know, because it's just, it's a yeah. good idea. 
And again, having other people have a vision for ministry is just life-giving. Like if you go to your pastor or your session or whatever with an idea for something, for a way that you want to serve, very few leadership teams are going to say no to that. Like there might be like tweaks they give or whatever, but they're almost always going to be like, this is what we- If the resources are available. Right. You know. Right. Well, I just mean- Right. Yeah. 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 Like almost, almost no matter how crazy the idea is, like almost. Still, <laughs> I mean, again, I did have like a children's ministry director once who wanted to like put in a zip line to send the kids down to children's ministry, and I was like, "What? That sounds amazing!" You I was that? like, "I was like, I love the idea, but like broken collarbones and <laughs> like just no, like I love it, but no, but <laughs> oh man." <laughs> Missed opportunity there, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know. You've been the coolest church in town. Yeah. And that is the goal after all, right? You know what? If it were like 1991, we totally could have got away with it. But insurance companies, it's just sort of ruined everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But we digress. We do di- digress, yeah. We do that a lot, though. People are here for it. So The digressions? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um well, maybe should we take a break or? Yeah, it's a good place to take a break <laughs> before we hop pick. on a zip line. Uh, go out, go out to your yard and find your nearest zip line. Yeah, and we'll be right back by the time you get back with your broken collarbone. Hey, welcome back to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. We've been talking church and pastor appreciation in ways that, in practical ways, you can appreciate uh, your pastor. In the first half of the show, we talked more like churchy ways you can do it: show up, serve. You know, things you can do like actually at the building itself, like with regard to Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whatever it is. And in the second half, we thought we'd talk about maybe just some more personal ways uh, you, you can um, show appreciation or care for your for your pastor. So, Kevin, uh, well, what do you got? Well, I was going to say some of this kind of bleeds into what we talked about, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago about just things people don't necessarily know about pastors or just don't necessarily think about when it comes to pastoring. Um, so some of it has, has to do with that, right? It's kind of an extenuation ex- extension of some of that. So one of the big things, like if you read stuff about pastors and why they either switch churches or leave the ministry altogether, one of the very top reasons is the toll that it takes on a pastor's family. Yeah. And if you talk to pastors' wives, the things they want you to know, and the reasons pastors' wives get burnt out of being a pastor's wife is because the toll that it takes on their family. Um, they share their husband with the church. Yeah. And it can be really difficult. And, you know, we could go on and on about, you know, pastors' kids and how that's hard on them and all the kind of the kind of unique ways in which a pastor and his family, um, the unique relationships that they have with the church. Um, and not every church is the same, and some churches are more kind of aware of that and have different expectations than others. Um, yeah. Some are healthier than others, just in that regard. But it's still like a very real thing that it's difficult on a pastor's family. And part of that has to do with the fact that often we don't live near our family, our yeah. extended family. Like our kids don't grow up near their grandparents. Just the nature of the, the calling, the vocation is that we are often called away to other places from like our hometown or whatnot. 
to go serve somewhere. That's not always the case, but often is the case. You know, and that's true for both of us. Like, how close is your kid's nearest grandparent? Eight eight hour drive. Yeah. Ours is six. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we can just call up Nan and Grandpa and be like, hey, can you watch the kids tonight? Um, we want to go catch a movie, just the two of us. Uh, movie theaters. Uh, those relics of the past. Yeah. Circa 2019. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, so just kind of with that in mind of, of just the unique sort of dynamics of the pastor and his family and its relationship to the church, one of the ways that you can appreciate your pastor, not just in October, but all throughout the year, uh, and one of the ways that you can show care for them is to one, be, you know, first of all, just be sensitive to that fact, like just be aware of and be sensitive to that fact. Uh, it's difficult for pastors. We talked about this a little bit a month or so ago, how, you know, when you're in ministry, every relationship you have is ministry. Like yeah. it's, you're never like just friends with people in your church. You can be friends, but you're, but your relationship is also more than friends. Yeah. A whole different podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the same with pastors, wives, like there's, mm-hmm. there's just always kind of complicating factors there that just make it kind of tricky. Well, they always have to hold back. We always have to hold back just a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is interesting. This kind of came up the other day. We were, we were going somewhere. And so our pastor Tom's been on sabbatical for three months and, and it, we're very clear when we go on sabbatical, it's like, there's, there's a clean break, you know, for three months, like no church business. Don't email him. Don't call him like clean break. Give him three months to your like session just, probably admonished your church to like, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. that's a sort of like, people know that and they kind of, and they respect that. And other than yeah. like when somebody died, right. um, like I've had no communication with Tom for three months. Well, cause it would be inappropriate. Yeah. Right. So it's just, yeah. it's just, that's kind of the nature of a sabbatical and want to give them that opportunity. Um, but Angie's kind of like, you know, she's like, that means like he hasn't talked to anyone at the church, like even his, you know, friends at the church. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and she's just kind of, she kind of thought about it. It's like, boy, it just really underscores the unique relationship a pastor has with his church. You know, that, that those friendships, like normally you go on a three month, like vacation, you can go hang out with your friends or at least visit them or whatever. But, you know, pastor on sabbatical goes and visits his family that lives in Chicago and Atlanta and, you know, wherever, but but doesn't have any communication with or goes and does some kind of spiritual retreat or yeah, yeah or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So, it's, so again, just kind of underscores like the really unique sort of relationship there. Again, just be aware of that, be cognizant of that and be sensitive to the fact that there's just different dynamics at play. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, all of that true. Um, I would add as well, like for me, one of the things that just really speaks care and love to me is when someone um, shows kindness, um, or thoughtfulness to my wife, um, or to my children. Uh, I mean, yeah. a few years ago, um, well, this was, I don't know, seven years ago, uh, we'd been through a particularly difficult season, uh, in the church we were at, and my wife was serving and was, uh, um, leading worship and doing children's ministry and, and, and like in many ways they had sort of a two for one deal going on there. Yeah. Um, and it was just a, uh, a, I mean, she was just drained. And, uh, I just, a couple of the women in the church just, um, 
came alongside her and took her away for the weekend weekend basically they went and did some wine tasting and just hung out um and that they thought to do that was like really ministered to me yeah um that that they were looking out for her um you know or when people pay special attention to my kids or bear with it sometimes it's a difficulty that my kids are um because i've got you know um uh, different situation um a, a willingness to uh take an interest in my children it, it is a really big deal it kind of speaks to what you're saying about you know the whole extended family thing um but really just recognizing listen um my kids live in a fishbowl um and that's that takes a toll um fighting not ha- fighting to not have expect extra expectations of your pastor's kids like th- th- there's all that stuff um i think that really speaks for me anyway more than anything they can do for do for me um showing kindness to my wife and to my children is just a giant deal yeah i agree with that as well i'll second that for sure yeah i mean there's a sense in which I got us into this, <laughs> right? You know, so I can. Well, yeah, bear we up. chose it. Right? I can bear and, up. And our wife it. and kids are just kind of on along for the ride. Yeah, right, especially sure. the kids. You know, like yeah. they, they didn't ask to be pastors' kids. Yeah, yeah, it, it means a lot to me. I, I, basically, I'm saying what you said, but it means a lot to me when uh, I see my wife treated well. Well, it means a lot to me how my wife is treated, whether that's well or unwell. Right. So, so yeah, a great way to I think appreciate pastors is to appreciate their family and like yeah. i know i know my kids can be a handful like i know that we know that you don't need to blow smoke like we understand they're a handful and uh we just appreciate when when you know people are willing to take them on you know and and show yeah. kindness to them and our kids like they've always loved their teachers both in school and in sunday school and we're, we like we appreciate that you know, yeah. We appreciate the people that teach our kids Sunday school and the ones who, you know, don't necessarily have an official sort of an official role in that sense, but yeah, who come up to them after church and, you know, talk to them. And my kids are young enough that they, you know, talking to a six-year-old or a four-year-old, you're not going to necessarily get like a response that's appropriate or cute or, you know, whatever, but, but they, but they know. Um, yeah. that, that does communicate to them, even if they can't express appreciation. And, yeah. you know, like I said, my wife and I, we, we see that and, and we do appreciate that. Right. I'll, uh, changing gears. Uh, this isn't on our list, but I'm just going to um, throw it out there. Have a conversation with your pastor that is not about church. That, that isn't like um, agenda driven for whatever, like your particular ministry passion is or whatever but it's just about something else anything else um, because what that'll do is that you see him as a person you know what i mean that they're more than just kind of their role like yes they're your pastor but they're also people and and listen i love talking church i have a whole podcast where that's what we do so it's not like you do it's not like oh i should listen to that sometime yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, the, the, the co-host, is it any good? <laughs> the co-host, I don't know. I wish he'd carry his weight, but, but it's, um, <laughs> it's, it, so it's not that we, not that you don't talk about that at all. It's just that sometimes it's like you said earlier, like every relationship is about that. And sometimes it can feel like every relationship is about that. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, 
being intentional to just maybe just even just ask how he's doing, just checking in, you know, um, it can be a, it can really minister to your pastor. I don't know if you have that experience, but to me, it can sometimes it can just feel like, yeah, actually yeah. I, I kind of go both ways on that one. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but there's other times when I feel like this person never talks about anything church related and it kind of makes me wonder, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? It can, it can kind of go the other way. It's like, I do want to talk to people about church and about their faith and about the things of God. And sure. When, when they never want to talk about that, like that's, that's a little bit concerning too, perhaps. Well, I think talking um, about God is one thing, right? Cause I, because you know, let's not conflate that with talking about church, but I mean, like you're doing the, Hey, um, it's easy to just talk shop all the time. Especially if you right. if it's like you're on the board or you're on the leadership team or whatever, and every conversation is about your next meeting or what the agenda is going to be for sure, absolutely ever, and yeah, what yeah. program you have going, and it's just never, you know, it's never. Hey, it, aren't the fall colors pretty? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just never a normal conversation. That yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I agree with that. Especially people that you kind of work with in a sense more closely, right? But then there's people who are like, you never talk about anything other than yeah, football or whatever. Um, but the other thing I would say, it's sort of on those lines, is, is when you do talk about church, and particularly when you're saying something to the pastor like, hey, I appreciated that sermon, which, by the way, it's just nice to hear. I never quite know what to say in response. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, if you like that sermon, then praise be to God, it was the Holy Spirit which always just sounds clunky. So I usually just say like, thank you. But you know what? It's always, what I always appreciate is not just that, but also the more specific you can be, the better. Like, here's what God taught me in that sermon. Or here's, you know, here's a specific thing that really grabbed my attention or, you know, whatever it is. But you know what I mean? Like specificity can be really Here's helpful. how I'm going to be different as a result. Yeah. Here's the act of obedience I'm going to extend, or here's an area of my faith I'm going to try and sh- like step out in. You know, or, yeah, this, sure. or this particular thing was really thought provoking, or I mean, just yeah. more specific, the better. I mean, one yeah. time one guy came up to me afterwards and said, you know, thanks for that sermon. It made me want to follow Jesus more. And I was just like, oh, that was awesome. Like that was yeah. the best compliment I could ever get, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, yeah that's, that's sort of the point of the sermon really is yeah. to make you want to follow Jesus more. So, right. Yeah. But just like more specificity is just really helpful. For, I mean, for one, it kind of like helps a little bit too, like figure out what are people kind of cluing in on? Yeah. And that might help me in future sermons to kind of know what emphases to maybe, you know, push into or, or, or not. Um, yeah. So that's always good. But also it's like, it's just encouraging to hear what the Lord is doing in someone's life. Right. And so the more specific, the better is, is, is right. all I'm saying there. Yeah. Like I'd rather hear, it's kind of like when you, your kid comes home from school and you're like, how was your day? Fine. It's good. I'm glad your day was fine. That's encouraging. But what's even better is a little more specificity. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of the same thing. Like it's always good to hear. And I always appreciate that. Um, and, and a lot of times it's like people have five seconds to say something. And so you can't have like this long conversation right. and get all that. Uh, but, but when there is opportunity, it's always nice to hear you know, just a bit more detail about how the Lord has used what we've said or what he has said through us in your life. Yeah. So uh, 
I'm going to give maybe just one or two things to like maybe not do <laughs> to just so you don't discourage your pastor or don't like. So just as a general rule of thumb, right, right before the service is not the best time to like, you know, ask your pastor something really important or like, hey, I need to talk to you after service because I'm really upset. Like, don't don't do that because it's just going to blow his uh, concentration for teaching. Um, so if you can, if it can wait, preferably wait until, till Monday until Monday, because after service, he's just, his brain is, you know, blown. Um, so sun, just Sunday before or after service is not the best time to address grievances or whatever. Like just, just don't do that. Well, like part of, like part of what you're saying about like Sunday and before the service or even after the service, just Sunday in general is, is it, what that really comes down to is just honoring the preparation that has gone into Sunday and honoring what's required of us on Sunday to worship. Well, you know what I mean? Like if you understood like what it, what it requires to go into a worship service and to do that well. And by, well, I just mean like that we're focused on the Lord and his glory and his whatever, like we get, I come hours in advance to just get things ready and also yeah. mostly just to get myself ready. Same. You know, like I'm doing things like physically to get ready. But part of the doing things is getting my own heart prepared. You know, like that entire time, I'm spending several hours just doing my little Sunday morning chores, but it's getting my heart ready for worship and getting my heart attuned to the Lord and his people. Um, so part of like not bombarding the pastor right before the service or right after the service, or again, almost anytime on a Sunday is, just sort of honoring that sort of state of mind, I guess, if you want to call it that, right. of just being mindful of we're in a worshipful setting. And, and like you said, like, frankly, like our minds are on 50 different things on Sunday. So what you say to us on Sunday, I'm not likely to remember on Monday. It, anyway. Well, and you're just bound to be disappointed. And I just know that like, it's going to, I mean, yeah, it, it's sort of like when, when you, people, when people tell me like, Hey, can we get lunch sometime this week? I'm like, great. Text me tomorrow because I'm not going to remember. Right. Yeah, like I'm just not, you know, on a Sunday. Right. Just, or hey, sounds great. Shoot me a text, you know. For me, it's less that and more like, you know, 10 minutes before service. Hey, can you announce this? Unless it's like an urgent thing that just happened. The Smiths got into a car wreck on the way to church. I mean, you know, right, like, right. That, like that kind of thing. Um, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I'm going to get up there and not remember. Like there's no chance I'm remembering that between now and like. Yeah. Yeah, and we just want to be fully focused on what we're about to do, yeah. which is to worship the Lord and not be concerned about, hey, I've got an issue with so and so. We need to talk about it. It's like, right. don't I don't need to know that right now. Right. I, I made that mistake once where I I checked my email <laughs> right before going out to. This is actually to record a service back when in rookie co mistake, COVID dude. COVID days. Rookie and mistake right there. <laughs> we were we were shut down, so we're recording things. And I was about to go out and record it, and I read this email, and it just got me all fired up and. Now I could like, that was a recording. So I, I was able to kind of wait a little bit and, you know, get settled down, but it just, uh, yeah, yeah, it takes it, it. So basically again, kind of honoring what we're doing in terms of worshiping the Lord and honoring the preparation that's gone into it throughout the week. Yeah. If you're, if you're a pastor or aspiring listening to this, never, ever check your email Sunday morning. I mean, I do only because I want to see if there's any, like you said, kind of last minute thing I just need to know. Yeah. Um, good that's good stuff well 
You've been listening to Matt and Kevin talk church and pastor appreciation month and really how you can appreciate your pastor all throughout the year. We hope what you've heard has been helpful and maybe just giving you some tracks to run on, I guess, for how you can do that, some real practical ways. Um, If you have questions about this or if you're a brother pastor listening to this and you have uh, other tips or ways that yeah, or things that made you feel appreciated, you can email us in at, at uh, Matt and Kevin Talk Church at gmail.com or you can uh, shoot us a tweet on Twitter at MKTC. With that being said, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. We've been talking church and things pastors appreciate. Be warm and be fed. Oh.